Yes, we're back with another episode of Another Rider. Today we have Kevin in the house. Kevin uh, Markwick, that's me. Kevin Markwick, and he has a love of cinemas and films. I own cinemas. I own two cinemas. Okay, so let's start at the beginning as we've got time. Yeah. What were you like growing up? What was I like? I was a film obsessed little fat annoying child. That's what I was. <laughs> What's the oldest memory you have watching a movie? Of being in the cinema? Uh, that would be probably, uh, this is how old I am, late 1967, probably, well actually probably summer 1967 when I sat in the circle at our cinema in Huckfield in East Sussex and I watched The Junk Book with, uh, in a double feature with a really boring film called The Adventures of Bullwick Griffith, there you go, okay. for the younger members there. And, um, yeah, that's my earliest memory of the cinema, is sitting watching the jungle. Okay. It should be reissued actually in the cinema in the next few weeks. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, when I say jungle, but I'm thinking of the cartoon. The cartoon, yeah. Yeah. Blue and, uh, yeah. All those great songs. Yeah. Um, the Sherman Brothers songs. Yeah, the, the original animated feature, which was actually Walt Disney's, it was his, the, the last film that he worked on. Oh, is it? Okay. That's interesting, yeah. yeah. So, how did you get into the cinema well, business? I was, I was literally born into it. So, my father was, um, he started as a rewind boy in a projection box in 1948 in Eastbourne. And then he always wanted his own cinema, which he got in 1962. And, um, actually, no, it was 1964. And we moved to this little town in Sussex, Southfield, where he, he, he finally managed to get his own cinema. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I get a drift, I get a yeah. drift. So literally my whole life has been cinema. So my dad died, what, 30 odd years ago, so it's um, it's been all mine for the last 30 odd years. And, you know, we do really well, we do really, really well. We have a restaurant now as well, and uh, oh. it's, it's good, it's good. And I invited yeah. a new, I bought the electric cinema in Birmingham about two years ago, which is really a little challenging. Okay. But, you know, I went to the cinema on Friday. Oh yeah. And it was prime time. Yeah. 9.30 the film started. Yeah. And it was Mission Impossible, okay. the latest one. Uh, yeah. They made us pay extra because they said it's a premiere showing. Oh really? Which I didn't. Yes. Yeah. And I didn't like that. Didn't no, like the idea I, I did no, that. I don't agree. No, I'm with you. And uh, the thing about it, the cinema wasn't even a quarter full. Was it not? No. So it was like, okay. when I say I, I would, it would struggle to say it's one eighth full. Wow. Okay. And this was Mission Impossible yeah, on a Friday night. Friday last week. Yeah. So. It would be uh, actually the first Friday. Yeah. So. Wow. I'm thinking, Net Netflix and Disney Channel, probably uh, Netflix more, is ruling the uh, waves. No, I mean that's not strictly true. I think. O2, uh, uh, Greenwich? Yes, yeah, so they O2. probably had it on two or three screens. Probably wasn't just on that screen. 
so that, that rather dilutes the audience a bit and spreads it over two or three auditories. You know, there's probably one at 8.30, one at 9, one at 9.30. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's not the big one. It's not the O2, it's the Greenwich. Oh, the Greenwich. Sydney World is the O2. Yeah, I know that's massive. That's like um, the West End, Leicester Square side. Yeah, that's But you know what it is? I watched a documentary one time, they said cinema, most films in the cinema are aimed at the 18 to 35 years old, the, the dating age. Yeah, a lot of them are, yeah. 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 Um, so I would have thought a Friday night is a dating night. Yeah, but Mike, I mean, it hasn't, it's not been considered, it wasn't considered to have not done, sorry, using that 18 double negative It was considered to be estimated time in traffic, 11 minutes. Sorry, go on. It was considered to be quite a, um, quite a success last weekend, so I oh, think you just may have uh, come across that. Wrong place, wrong time. Well, no, no, like I say, I, I wouldn't mind betting that it was on multiple screens at multiple mm -hmm. times, that rather dilutes yeah. which is what they do in multiple places now. They, they don't want to take any chances, so they show it on five screens at the same time. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that's not the right way to do it. But yeah, you know, the perception is that cinema has they've been predicting our demise since about 1922 <laughs> we somehow seem to manage to survive 1922 well, you know because really yeah oh well because when tv came out yeah because so, we got television happened and then dvd happened i never thought of that television yeah. probably come after cinema yeah of course yeah yeah, yeah course. it was italians that started the cinema wasn't it or uh, particular? Uh, well now there's a uh, the French claim to have invented it, the Americans claim to have invented it. Americans. Um, um, what's his name? Edison claimed to have invented Thomas Edison, who mm. invented the light bulb and everything else. Uh, but the French um, uh, also claimed to have invented it. Uh, and actually, there's a British claim to have invented it as well. But this was in the late uh, 19th century, so this would have been about 1895, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. That's when motion pictures were actually invented and then obviously in the early part of the century it was still a sideshow you know man coming out of station and this sort of stuff train coming out of tunnel it was hand cranked films in a in a in a, in a sort of sideshow but by the by the late teens 1918 1919 we had what they call narrative cinema so, you know, people were telling stories using film, and then by the mid-twenties, cinema was massive. Mm. Charlie Chaplin, you know, mm. these were massive global stars, but they were silent films. They mm. didn't have any sound. So when sound was invented in the thirties, or the late twenties, early thirties, that changed cinema again. But no, they're always predicting that cinema will die. They always are. And somehow we managed to survive. We hang on in what do you think about the city world situation they i heard they claim bankruptcy they're shutting down or something uh well they they ran into debt that's the problem they, they took on too much debt and um they couldn't service the debt particularly during the pandemic mm -hmm. when there was no money coming in and they owe billions like literally billions so what they've done is they've diluted all the shareholdings and 
So if you were a shareholder before the pandemic, you've basically got a worthless shareholding and they raise money by issuing more share. I don't understand it. Mm. It's way beyond my pay grade. Mm. But there are, yes, there has been trouble. City World have been in trouble. We lost Empire Cinemas last week. Oh, so Empire's gone now. Yeah, Empire's, Empire Cinemas, yeah. Uh, I mean, how many in London? Showcase is gone. Show, no, Showcase still with us. They're all right. But the one in East London, that oh. was the one that opened the latest. Even on the on really? the weekday, it was oh, like midnight showings. That's oh, okay. gone. Well, Showcase is still around. They're, they're doing okay. But there's multiplex. You know, I think yeah. what's happening slightly is that if you think back to the 90s and early 2000s, it was all these out-of-town developments, shopping centres out of town with a cinema, you know, multiplex cinema, but I think perhaps what people want now is the cinema back in the community, in the high street, in the, you know, in the area where people live, you don't have to drive miles out to. And they're the cinemas that are actually doing okay. So if you think of people like Everyman, they're doing all right, because they're in, in the town, in the middle of the town. Mm. Would you say it's different for Londoners compared to the rest of the country? Yeah, London is a different animal, isn't it? Because also, we got very good public transport. Well, you got public transport, but also <laughs> it's always difficult to explain to people that you know, if where I live, the my nearest opposition is uh, as a cinema. The nearest cinema to me is about ten miles away. Well, yeah, but in London, <laughs> my eyes have just got big for the listeners. Yeah, yeah. In London, no, but in, in where I live, in a rural area, ten miles is nothing. I mean, it's just it's nothing. But in London, ten miles might as well be on the other side of the moon. Mm. You know. No, miles, I'm not, not even considering that. No. It's, it's going to be Netflix all the way. <laughs> Netflix, Disney Channel, yeah. chip the box, yeah, get absolutely. the free Sky TV, away yeah. you go. Yeah. So, you know, where I live, 10, 10 miles takes 15 minutes. Yeah, because it's country roads. It's country road, you know, but you know, here, I mean, look, we're stuck in traffic now. So. We're trying to get two miles, we're probably... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. actually, because there are cinemas opening in London, you know, Acton's just opened, isn't it? And, yes, uh, you have a lot of the independent. Yeah, independent. Have you yeah. talking about cinema? Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Battersea Power Station. You yeah. see, you've been in there one? Yeah, it's lovely. I haven't been in there. I need to go in there. Yeah, it's lovely. No, uh, I can highly recommend it. It's, really it's expensive lovely. as well, isn't it? It's like 30 quid or something. Oh, no, I don't think it's as much as that, but it's about 15, 16. Oh, that's all right. But no, it's it's lovely. It's no, cheaper it's, what I pay for Odium. Odium was 18 quid yeah, for one I ticket. You see, I have to, and I've got a lot of friends at Odium. people to yeah going. people just go elsewhere yeah I don't I don't think it's good I mean we do a uh, we have a membership scheme where you pay well we do, we have one we have our gold membership which is like 400 pound a year but for that you get two two tickets to any film at any time okay you know and actually that that's pretty works good out deal. cheap isn't it that's yeah, cheaper because we're outside of London obviously yeah. London red rates it's also a guaranteed way of getting people in. Yeah, it locks you in. It locks you in. And if you go to the cinema a lot, I mean, I still have to think the cinema is a good thing. But the experience, I mean, aside from being half empty, <laughs> well, they did expensive. How was the experience? It was terrible. Away? They don't have recliner seats. Oh, okay. And I can't take cinemas without right, recliner seats. Person, so well, yeah. it's just not being funny. I have a bad habit of falling asleep in a yeah, cinema. Me too. I'm yeah. 60. So I just <laughs> <laughs> and I want to be able to just drop the seat back a bit yeah, okay. 
And, the, and I want that armrest to go up in the middle so I can, the missus can lean on me. Oh, okay. And I, I, it should be. Well, it's just, just the whole, that's the part of the whole experience. <laughs> no, I, I can't. You see what I mean? And it's like, you've got this rigid thing, she's trying to lean on, this is hurting, but yeah. she wants to still get a hug. And yeah, yeah, it's all sure. this. Uh, I tell you what I don't like about cinemas. Cineworld oh. has got this four, is it four XD or something? Oh, no, 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 that's no, terrible. Ah, it's like somebody just shaking your chair yeah, constantly. No, 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 I, I'm not. I'm not that at all. No, no. That is not worth you know, it. A good film is a good film. It doesn't need all the other bells and whistles with it. What if about? The film's bad. It's bad. No amount of shaking your seat or 3D or smell of vision is, uh, is going to make a bad film a good film, is it? It's just not. Yeah. You've answered my question on the 3D there yeah. because I don't like 3D. <laughs> I don't like, I don't like have, I'm, I've ended up wearing, you see me wearing glasses now, I never wear glasses. Right. But I'm just getting used to the end of the day. If oh, I okay. want to read something, I've got to put the glasses on. I might as well just keep them on. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, 3D is pretty much dead. I know Avatar at Christmas tried to revive it a bit. Mm. I don't think, I don't think 3D is coming back. Not in any meaningful way. It was horrible. I hate it. Mm -hmm. Expensive for us to sort of kit out, and I don't know. I mean, I think, yeah. I mean, I still believe cinema is the best way to see a film. You might not necessarily. Agree. No, I think certain films are made for the cinema. Yeah, but Mission Impossible. You want it on a big, loud. Yeah, yeah. That's that, that's. A, have you seen that yet? Yeah, I have. Alright, so spoiler alert for those who are listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that train scene! Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> hey! It's crazy. Oh! Ah, crazy. I woke up for that bit. That's yeah, the only yeah, bit yeah. I remember, so I can only oh, talk okay. about it. But that train scene yeah. was. Oh, okay. To, ah! Oh, wow. <laughs> I say, move! Forget the woman! Yeah, no! Yeah, run! On, yeah. <laughs> like that big jump on the motorcycle. He does the. He yeah. did that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that done on YouTube but yeah. I didn't see it in the movie because I was asleep. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. He's same age as me, you know. Really? <laughs> so I don't know how you're in this you're a sixties child. I'm si oh yeah, nineteen sixty two, yeah. Oh so you're you're I'm sixty. I'm sixty. Uh, oh, yes, I believe in it. myself. To be honest. <laughs> um, but no, Tom is Tom and I. Me, Tom, and Brad Pitt are all the same age. Really? <laughs> okay. I think we all look pretty good. On yeah. Them, to be honest. Okay. But uh, yeah, I think. Um, no, I enjoyed Mission Impossible. Did you not enjoy it? Yeah, you were. A bit I was awake. I enjoyed oh, it. But the bits you saw, you enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. No, I, it's too long. I mean, it's two two hours thirty minutes. That's and then, and think, and it wasn't even a whole film. No, they split no. it. That's what no. they do in the Far East, isn't it? What put intervals? In? Yeah, well, they split the film, yeah. so you don't see. So they got the Russian bit now, oh, right. with the submarine and all of this stuff. Yeah, uh, I know. Well, they did the same with the Spider-Man thing. I didn't watch Spider-Man. That's oh, good. That the the animated one's brilliant. Honestly, yeah. Spider-Verse into the Spider-Verse. I'm more of a DC man. <laughs> no, but still, you know what? You pe Marvel people say that, but I'll tell you one thing. Marvel has taken so much from DC. Of course, yeah. Yeah, they have they've copied our image. I say our like I'm an investor. Yeah. <laughs> they've copied our, our image. Yeah. Just because Stan Lee. Our, yeah. our, um, our um, storyline. But mind you, Stanley owned Marvel. Yeah. He owned DC anyway. Did he? Yes. He owned DC, but he said to the DC guy, just carry on doing what you're doing because you're doing it well yeah so he had both it's a bit like the pepsi coca-cola thing yeah wow. 
Well, DC are resetting, aren't they? They've said, right, that's it. We can't make this work. We're starting again. Really? Yeah, because uh, what's his name has now been put in charge. Um, James Gunn, the guy that made the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Mm. He's now been put in charge at DC. Was that DC, Guardian of the Galaxy? No, that was Marvel. It's oh. very confusing. Yeah, but... But, and, uh, but he, I think he made... Did he not make the um, Suicide Squad? He did. Mm. I don't know if he made the Suicide Squad. That yeah. was good. The yeah, first one was okay. Yeah. You know what I like about DC <laughs> is that the you can relate to the characters. Okay. They're all real trauma cases. Yeah, they, that's much darker. Than yeah, and I love that darker, that yeah. thing. You you, it's not really a thing for young kids. No, they are. It, it, it's for adults that are still yeah. thinking they're kids. Yeah. In that respect, but I, they'll never. Unfortunately for DC, I think they're always going to be. Of the uh, Nolan Batman films, I think that's yeah, the yeah. They'll never top those, ever. Unless Nolan comes back and does no, something. No, he's not interested. In fact, he was interviewed about it yesterday. Yeah. He said, oh, no, I'm not going back to superheroes. I'll never do a superhero. Did he stay away? Obviously, he doesn't need to do it, does he? I mean, if you think about it, they were that was like the perfect three films, and he yeah. finished the story. And why would he go back? Yeah, people only get... It's, it can only... Yeah. yeah. It's hard to top it, and your yeah. top actor died. Yeah, well, there's that as well. <laughs> so well it's like all your to all your main tools are. Yeah, but I think um, no, I think he's angling after the Bond. I think that's what he wants. Yeah, that, well, that's a good thing to have on your record. But yeah, no, and he'd he do it well. Yeah, he would. I think he would probably make one and then move on. And I think he would probably want Tom Hardy as James Bond. Actually, would kind of work. Mm, yeah. You know, I don't know if anyone's got an idea who should be James Bond. Yeah. You know, we were talking about Idris. Yeah, I don't know if that would work. Well, but, but it could, I, don't know. I think Idris would have worked five years ago. Because he's, you know, bless him, he's getting on a bit now, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, love there. I had one of his bodyguards in the car. Oh, did you? Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Okay. Because he was telling me about, um, he was very hush hush. And I don't know, I just came up with uh, about Idris and something, yeah. and he goes, how did you know? And then he, and he's kept to taking these calls, because yeah. he's the head bodyguard, he's got a British security team. Okay. And um, they were just, like, from when he wakes up, he's, he's been briefed, basically, of where Idris is going, who is their car in front, just like a proper security detail. Yeah. Yeah. They take it very seriously. Yeah, well, they would, yeah. I guess, yeah, because, I mean, there's always, there's a lot of nutters out there, yeah. and, um, yeah, so, um, wow, no, but I think he would have been a good Bond a few years ago, but he's, you know, he's just, what's his name? I don't know why they stopped with Daniel Craig, or is he, well, because he got old. Well, because he's getting old as well. He's, getting... he's done five of them, I think. He's done five? Yeah, I think so, what was it, Casino Royale, uh, Swanton McQuallis, as we call it, oh. uh, Skyfall, Spectre, and No Time to Die 5. Okay. You really know your stuff, uh, isn't it? Uh, uh, so, yeah. out of all your movies, yes. what's your favourite? Oh, Who's your favourite Bond? My favourite Bond? Oh, it's Sean Connery. Yeah. Go yeah, ahead. I'm sure we played. Yeah, yeah. It is. He's the OG. Yeah, I never never got on with Roger Moore, really. He's too sort of debonair. A bit too smarmy. Um, and I didn't mind Brosnan, but uh, no, Sean Connery was James Bond. Yeah. Um, but he's dead now, so that's yeah. not good. <laughs> yeah, he's moved on up. 
we've well. gone back one of the two. But they always do so well. Yeah, in fact, we were talking about this at lunch a moment ago. If you, you know, it's about five years between James Bond's at the moment. But if you think, if you go back, 1962, Doctor No, 1963, From Russia with Love, 1964, Goldfinger, 1965, Thunderball, 1966, You Only Live Twice. There was one a year. Mm. One a year. No wonder he got fed up of doing it. <laughs> well, he did. He got fed up. He said, oh, I don't. Yeah, they're just thinking about money, but he's thinking about more than that. Yeah, well, because you want to do something else. If you think about it, if you've been one James Bond film a year for six years. It's like being in a TV series. Yeah, it is. So he said he didn't want to do it. So they got that Australian model, George Lee's and me, to do one. And he quit straight away. Why did he quit? Because he just didn't want to do it. He, got, he thought, oh, this is nonsense. And then uh, <laughs> he the service. And so they basically backed an Arctic truckload of money up Sean Connery's drive. I've <laughs> 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 got this two million quid for you, Sean. Where do you want it? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, okay, do you know you gave all the money to underprivileged kids in, in Scotland? Yeah. He gave all the money for Diamonds Are Forever. He's a man, a man of the people, though. He really was. He really, really that, was. That, that really touched me, though. Yeah. Underprivileged kids. Because he was already, you know, richer than beyond the dreams of avarice yeah. so he yeah started um, schools for underprivileged kids and all that kind of stuff with the money he made on diamonds are forever which i happen to like that one I like yeah that one. diamonds are forever i love that yeah. woman oh, that was singing shirley yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Da, 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 da. Oh, shirley from yeah. swansea or wherever it is yeah. <laughs> diamonds are forever oh no <laughs> <laughs> My so, daughter's telling me she's 18 yeah. and she wants to go and see right. that. It's going to be massive. There you go, look, right in front of us. It's going to be massive. Really? Absolutely. I said to her, I said, baby girl, I love you, but this is a film you need to see mummy go with, go see mum, mum with. And she goes, okay. I don't know, mum's on the phone, Simon. There's certain things you do and certain things you don't do. And you don't put me up to watch Barbie. I'm not going to watch it. Oh, and I was like, all right, baby girl, you can go sit with your friends. There's some money kind of thing. Oh, yeah. no, I think you should embrace your inner, no, no, I don't. inner Ken. I don't, have, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that at all. It, um, yeah, no, it's, I mean, we've already sold a lot of tickets for it. Is it? Yeah, tons and tons. Okay. Um, you spoke of the Birmingham branch yes. having issues. Why do you think that is? Well, I don't know, really. I mean, it's quiet and it needs to be busier. I need to work my voodoo on it. I just think, I mean, some cinemas have not come back after the pandemic. Plus, it needs money spending on it. That's what I need to do. That's the next thing I need to do. Do you have recliner seats? Uh, not yet. We have sofas at the back, so that's okay. Mm. But, right. no. It's all, to me, it's all about that recliner and that armrest. That's thing. interesting you say that. Yeah. It is, it is. We have recliners in one of our screens in, in Uckfield, in Sussex, yeah. and that, that does phenomenally well. Yeah, that's probably... But we also deliver you food, because it's a table. Yeah, you, you have can. a table and we do it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I always thought of that because it would be yeah. nice if some, you could say just press a button or do or have a QR code. Yeah. And oh, just... no, we come round and you make an order with a waiter. Oh, okay. And so you, they food. tap the card. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that 
really, really well. Um, yeah. I mean, again, as a film purist, the idea of everyone eating hot food is not my favourite thing, but do you know what? I don't care. I need to make some money. Yeah, yeah. It's all about but, keep yeah, your head above Birmingham water. Birmingham is actually doing really well and it's not this weekend with Barbie, <laughs> and we are the only cinema, so again, sorry to get a bit technical, we're the only cinema in the West Midlands showing it on film. We're going to be showing it on 35mm film. Now, there's a big, because uh, these days cinema is digital, okay. you know, it's a computer file we mm. show you, but uh, until about 10 or 15 years ago, all cinemas were on film, 35mm film, which is what I grew up mm. showing. But people, you know, because there's this whole analogue um, revival, isn't it? People want LPs, mm. you know, vinyl. Mm-hmm. All this kind of stuff. What's the difference in visual for well, digital and analog? Mr. Nolan would say that film looks better because it's equivalent. Film is the equivalent of an 8K picture, at least. It's much higher resolution, and also the blacks are very black. The whites are very white because you know it. it it's because it's a photochemical process. Mm-hmm. It's not a digital process. It's a photochemical process. Um, so it looks more. There's a lot of RTL nonsense talked about mm-hmm. it, but um, I don't know. But people are responding to it, and we're sold out all weekend on film. We're showing it on digital as well, but the film screenings are the ones that are selling out. So, would you say the customers do? You, so, do you get customer feedback a lot? Yeah, of course. Okay, no, I just because I yeah. the only time I've given customer feedback yes. is you kept the lights on 20 minutes into the movie. Oh, <laughs> well, that's terrible. That kind of thing. Uh, yeah, Sound of Freedom. Is it Sound of Freedom, that child thing? The child movie? Don't know that one. Don't you heard of the, the one about children being kidnapped around the world? No, someone asked me about this the other night. I've and they're not this. showing it in England. And I was going to ask you, do you know uh, the politics behind it? They, they, they showed real news clips. You need to go, go on YouTube. They showed real new clip, news clips sorry, um, of British. Like, there's an articulate. Yeah in Britain that was full of children that have been kidnapped and it was never on the news so I'm thinking this is why Britain doesn't want to show it because they're up to something but you know someone asked me about this yeah. the other night but that would sell out for you if you could get that sound oh, of that. thing sound of freedom uh, yeah I think it's sound of freedom it's all about children being kidnapped so where are the children being kidnapped from all over the world even what? remember what two or three hundred two or three hundred children went missing from that immigration place and they just just brush off they do nothing about it yeah so how are you going to miss all the children because obviously just like a hospital you have them in a secure like a school you can't yeah but yeah but yeah definitely that's a mu- if you are showing that i'll come to your cinema yeah, to see yeah, that come to even though it's far and outside of london and i don't go out of london for anything Do you not? no oh, okay, well, it's not that far it's still out of london i'm a yeah. londoner i'm a <laughs> in a london it's outside the m25 yeah exactly yeah it's like i i stop when i see a field yeah if i see a field i don't go too oh. far <laughs> There's only one F in Upfield, we would say. <laughs> it's not too far from... You must have been to Brighton, surely. Yeah. Well, there you go. So wait, oh, you're down south then? Yeah, near Brighton. See, that shows how bad my geography is yeah. out of London. <laughs> I was thinking going north no, towards well, Birmingham. Birmingham's north. Birmingham's north. Yeah, I was thinking Upfield you... It's East Sussex, so it's between Brighton and Tunbridge Wells. 
down here. I've heard of Tunbridge Wells. Yes, yeah. disgusted of Tunbridge Wells. It's very posh, you know. Okay. Everyone talks very posh. Uh, what's been the biggest hurdle yes. in running cinemas? Uh, well, in recent years, obviously the pandemic. Mm hmm. Because yeah, we had to close for 10 whole months. You know, that's going to put a crimp in your business, isn't it? Um, so that was tricky. You don't get any compensation from the government? Oh, we did actually, to be fair. Independent cinemas did get quite a lot. Um, we got help from the BFI and we got help from other. Was, was it grants or.? Yeah, oh, grants, that's, good. Yeah. that's good. We did borrow money under the. Um, what are they called in scheme? we wouldn't have survived without it. So that's been the biggest hurdle. But that has been a hurdle for everybody, hasn't mm. it? Not just cinema. Yeah, uh, cinema, I don't know really. I mean, actually, frustratingly, when the pandemic hit, a lot of the media, particularly The Guardian and people like that, said, oh, this will be the final nail in the coffin of cinema. When in fact, we'd had the best opening three months of a year we'd ever had. Yeah, because everybody wants to get out, innit? Yeah, well, it was, no, no, before the pandemic. Okay. You know, we had the, the, the opening of 2020 was huge. We had Little Women and 1917 and all these big films. And then, you know, we thought, hello, we've cracked it. And then... Uh, Went down. Uh, was that during the eat out to help out thing? Well, that was in the summer, wasn't it? Uh, I don't... That was hilarious. We, <laughs> we, were, we, were, we, you know, we were full. All... Because we have a restaurant as well. Yeah. And um, it was weird because people were coming in and because you didn't get your retail to help out discount on um, alcohol, they were literally all drink, can I have two steaks and a glass of water, please? Yeah. Because they didn't want to spend any more than they had to. It was weird. We saw people we'd never seen before and have never seen again. Because, you know, they just don't. They don't do cinema. Freeloading. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of weird. But it was, you know, we're still here, that's the main thing. Yeah, you're still doing your I thing. Think you need to pick Cinema. That's my advice to you. The, what else is near you? Um, um well, I'm Swansea, so Cineworld. Oh, no. We've got Westfield Review. Oh, We've got Pearly Review. We've got Battersea Power Station. Yeah, that no, one. you should try that. You've got really two at Battersea Power Station. Yeah, there's two. They're yeah. not the same people. Oh, is it? Yeah. There's a little one. and Definitely uh, try it. I uh, mean, Battersea Power Station's always been such an iconic building. Yeah. You know, I, do you know what? I'm so old. I remember when it was a power station. Mm. I remember the smoke coming out of the stacks. So that, we had London smog then. Yeah, boy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was in the days when, I remember we came to London for the weekend and one of the big tourist attractions was going up the post office tower. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had a revolving restaurant on the top. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Bassey Power Station, that was, uh, I mean, I love it. And they've done it. Have you been in Yeah, yes. Yeah, fantastic job. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. And the way they've done it as well, they've done it quite classy. Yeah, it is classy. Because you're not going to get a Primark in there. No, I wouldn't have thought you so. You won't. It's, it's just the top end yeah. of everything. Well, they've got to attract all the Russian oligarchs to those Well, they've got to get them back and apologise. <laughs> Do you know what happened with that? No. I, watched, I, told, I told, I had the argument with my barber, I said, what Boris is doing is illegal. You can't wake up one day like a dictator no. and kick a load of people out of your country and take their stuff. No. You can't do that. It doesn't work no, like that. You don't you, like yeah, you can't take, no. you've got to go to court and prove things. Yeah. And yeah. now, Boris, when I remember he's on this documentary and he said, well, I, I, I thought it was perfectly okay and I was, no. I was wrong. <laughs> so no. now, 
the taxpayers are going to have to give them all their stuff, yeah, their stuff back, back. And we have to pay the difference. Uh, Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, really? I don't know. I mean, yeah, where's it all going to end? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But if I was a Russian oligarch, I'd be really cheesed off. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, but they won't bother with us. I don't think they bother with us. No, again. I'm not sure who will bother with us, to be honest. Because because you Europe, you you set a set a bad precedent. Yeah, I met just to deviate. I met there's this gambler, um, car playing guy, a black American guy, and he won eight million in this uh, casino. It's right. a big. It's going to be a movie about it, okay. and they refuse to pay him. Now I picked up the guy who refused to pay him the other day. Oh. He's sitting in the front, he's just retiring after being like 50 years in the casino business. Yes. And I said, why did you not want to pay him? And he said, he, because he marked the cards. Um. He said, how did he mark the cards? He said, well, he didn't. He asked us to give us the cards in a certain way. And we did. And then we realized why, that yes. how, how he had won. But he had lost 600,000 and then he won 400,000 and then he won his eight million. So we gave him one million back because that's what he gave us, right. even though he had, he was down 600,000 originally. And I said, listen, man. Telephone numbers. <laughs> I said, that's not gonna work with me. No. I'm gonna need my eight million. But the guy who owns the casino is a um, billionaire, a multi-billionaire right. in Malay Malaysia or in Indonesia. And he yeah. refused. He said, do not pay him. So I said, let wow. me ask you something. Have you ever told a Russian you're not paying him? He goes, no. no. <laughs> I said, you see? Yeah, you see? True. You see? <laughs> no. I was once on a train going from um, Budapest to Vienna. Mm. And really early in the morning. And this is, I'm going back to the early 2000s. And um, uh, this was at that time, this is the way the Russians got into Europe, was via Budapest into, into mm. Vienna, into Austria. And this guy who was clearly Russian Mafia came across sat next to me and insisted I drink with him all the way to Vienna. I thought, I'm not saying no. He couldn't even speak English, but I'm not saying no. The tattoos alone were enough yeah. to make me terrified. Is that all the stars and everything? Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> You're just not going to mess with them, are you? you You're just not. You know when you're out of debt. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm a little bit from Upfield. <laughs> Whatever you say, give me another vodka quick. <laughs> You're yeah. like, oh, that's the real. Yes. And he had all the stuff ready for the border guards. Yeah. You know, they're, yeah. They're an amazing people. They're tough people. They really are. Really, really they tough. They really are. But actually, you know, if you want a good night out, Tell you, they are, nobody does a good night out like the Russians, I'll tell you, all the Eastern Europeans. Crazy, yeah. absolutely crazy. Yeah, I hear Well, we're coming to the end of the journey. Hurrah. Been a great conversation. No, it's been great, thank you very much. What's your, what name of, what's your name of the cinema? Where can people find it? At the Picture House in Uckfield. Oh. Had nothing to do with them. It's the, we, we, we were called the Picture House before they got invented. Uh, so, the Picture House, High Street, Uckfield. Come and see us at the cinema. Come and have a meal in our restaurant. It'd be great. It'd be lovely to see you. And the Birmingham branch? It's the Electric Cinema in Birmingham, outside New Street Station. Oh, okay. Well, thanks a lot for that. That's all right. And we wish you well. Thank you.